Hi. Oh my goodness, I miss you, girl. <laughs> I miss you too. Oh my god. Um, longest time. It's so good for us to be speaking alive, you know, post COVID nineteen lockdown. Post, post, post a lot of things. To be honest. Yep. So, um, <laughs> welcome back, Gems, to the Call It Something podcast. It's Emistess, Amy, and um, Mo. Yeah, hi, people. My name is Mo. It's been more than a minute. <laughs> I miss you people a lot, but <laughs> we shall get to where we are going. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on this episode, we're talking about um the new lessons about love that we've gotten in the past few months since valentine's of course and also more about like um how it has been existing during a global pandemic (laughs) yeah so that's pretty much it to be honest yeah yeah. to be honest yeah the moment you said the, the topic um what we'll be talking about what came to my mind yeah. was, are you really ready to talk about this right now? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, are you really ready? Can you handle it? Because, okay, all right. We're here. We talked about it before we called ourselves. So, yes. <laughs> yes, so we are here. Um, I think you should just, Okay, so I I just a quick background, yeah. Um, last episode we recorded was our Valentine special, and it has been March, April, May, June. Has been three months and a couple of weeks since then. We apologize, but in that space, we have had to deal with like um, love and dating and relationships during like a global pandemic we've had to deal with being young creatives that have to earn during that we've also had to deal with um women's rights issues during the global pandemic and the lockdown um and then there's also of course like issues on like queer advocacy so many things really have gone down and this is the this is pride month so i mean this this is pride month though yeah happy pride month gem (laughs) okay so um it's a it's a it's it's a little bit overwhelming sort of um because we're still kind of like dealing with the pandemic dealing with moving back to you know sort of like dealing with the new life or the new world as it is now yeah just into you know all of these precautions and you know rules and you know um safety tips pretty much and everything so um it's still a little bit overwhelming um i think that breaking it down for me because my work is heavily on seeing people working with people Mm -hmm. you know and all of um what the break and the pandemic and all of that COVID-19 and all of that did for me was um, first of all, I couldn't walk, which was like the reality for majority. 
yeah. aside for those that could work from home. Um, a lot of people work, so uh, and the thing about the thing about the film industry is you can't shoot films when people are supposed, uh, 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 not supposed to be. people are actually <laughs> dying and people are at home and people are you know they save they save freaking sickness out there you know so you can't do anything so um and i th- i thrive a lot on my work so uh it really threw me into a dark place um it made me start questioning a lot of stuff. Um, I finished yeah. spending my savings. Had I spent it, I did not have. Um, there was the yeah. home front. When are you getting married? Um, are you seeing anybody? Yeah. I mean, you're at home. So everybody just pretty much has access to you. And they can ask you whatever. They can come into your room. They can this and they yeah. can that. You know, so it it was it was a really um difficult space for me. And right before we did Valentine's special in January, I got out of a relationship. So and then as at February, I was trying to see someone and yeah. they turned me down. Then, um, then mm-hmm. in March, girl, oh, we went through everything. Tell me about in March, it. <laughs> <laughs> in March, um, something amazing crossed my path, and it wasn't supposed to be serious. We we're just supposed to be doing whatever it is that we were supposed to be doing, and um, yeah. it became kind of serious. And that thing kind of like just, you know, sprung up into something that I wasn't sure if I really wanted or not. Then dealing with myself, you know, it's never a good thing to yeah. not be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. that you know that you can be. And then you're being with somebody else. Um, personally, what, what happened for me was I couldn't even take care of mm-hmm. myself. I didn't know what I needed. So I, I can't. I, oh, I couldn't, I'm still going through it. So yeah, let me just say, I can't, um, what's the code now? I can't handle someone else's emotions, someone else's expectations, someone else's heart, someone else's um, love and all of that. While I really, really, really care about this person and I, you know, know that, this is what it should be. I can't be it because I can't even be yeah. that for myself right now. So it's, it's a process that I have to go through personally and, you know, become. I was thinking about it tonight and I said that at some point when when I get better or when I'm good, I'm going to tweet self-destruct sometimes equals self, self-care. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you need to put yourself down to the barest minimum, break it down to yeah. the grassroots, and yeah. then begin to rearrange. And then begin to rearrange until you get to that point where you feel like, okay, maybe this is good right now, or I can live with this right now. And then you've gotten to the point of self care. So it's been a really 
crazy journey. I did that from a lot of people. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to be on Twitter for a bit. I... It was really crazy. I was always locked up in my room. Um, it was, it was, it was really crazy. I was going into a dark place. I couldn't even work. Yeah, I mean, and I work came and I couldn't even I, work. I, and used to call, we used to have like initially when the lockdown was initiated in Nigeria. I we used to have like lots of like mm-hmm. calls and just like check up yeah. on each other. Like, are you still saying sis? Are you still good? Or are you crumbling like me? Or are you, you know? <laughs> Are you completely Point. dissolved? We just went a meal. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't I remember. And like, like with your experience, I think looking back now, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of time has. It doesn't seem like it, but a lot of time has like gone past, and then a lot of experiences have occurred. And also yeah. from you know, because when we recorded February, I you do know I was having difficulty with my main partner. And um, okay. I really, really hoped we could work things through, but things didn't pan out that way. So we, based on like past conversation, we decided to end things and we've been together for like a long time. And that was like a first time, like for me in a very long time that I was ending a, re- a partnership with a main partner of mine being as a polyamorous person. And then I also had like um, another partner and it wasn't so easy for me anybody who follows me on twitter <laughs> february march would have seen i was an utter complete mess um so it wasn't easy for me yeah, it was a complete mess it wasn't easy for me um existing in one partnership dealing with heartbreak at the same time i was completely worried about how um the rapid spread of the covid-19 virus um would yeah. like affect nigerians and how it will also affect like women and queer persons if it got into Nigeria. And I remember creating so much, like sharing so many like awareness posts about it on my social media, uh-huh. um, looking at how it was affecting women in other countries. Because I mean, the patriarchy fucks with you. If you're feminine, patriarchy fucks with you. Like, you know, regardless of like where you're from, almost the same way. Yeah. Almost the same way. So, and then my f- biggest fear was confirmed. We got into Nigeria. We had to have lockdown. Nigeria. And we began to see where we began to see, you know, um, an increase of like gender and sexual based gender violence and sexual violence against like Nigerians. Yeah. And, women. Yes. And women, exactly. And then, of course, lack of social like capital and structure. So many things came to place. And I was for that just sunk me to like, a place of like anger and like I was sad and yeah. coupled with the fact that I wasn't working also I had to deal with a breakup and then I had to like juggle that with being like in a relationship shout out to my partner for being very like um understanding and also knowing how to give me space and we've we found the balance I'm in a better place right now it's good to know that I'm completely over the breakup it was a long way coming I also did take a break from um my socials for about two weeks I just needed like um I was really exhausted I remember telling you almost every day that i'm tired i'm tired yeah i am tired and don't even know why we're tired do you get like we're just tired yeah well then i like everything is just exhausting yeah well i i saw that um you know because we were going through a global pandemic and it was like we're all fighting an enemy we could not see you understand so i read some stuff that that created anxieties 
within everybody where your your brain is basically doing all this work to keep you like safe at the same time you're it's panicking so it tells on your body you are literally fatigued like you're tired that's it your body's response to the trauma yeah. because having a biological attack from the whole world and having the experience as an African where, you know, let's be realistic, the World Health Organization, like um, steps to prevention or control, not really, really that practical in, in like Nigeria or other African countries, especially places like because of the way structure of life is, you understand what I mean? So fatigue, man. And then having to deal with that. I listened to a lot of podcasts during the lockdowns, thank God the year over. And shout out to queer persons across the world who were releasing like podcasts and you know, vlogs and stuff like that. All I could do was music. Oh. All I could do was music and series. Like I see. Oh yeah, true series. like i'm just like you know what because i couldn't write oh, i couldn't i just you couldn't create I couldn't do anything yeah. it, I, ah, damn it i felt like i was in the box locked and the key was just thrown out so i just had to survive in that box so you know what give me series from sex education to bow type to, I, know. Well, I don't know what that is. I also watched some like really old <laughs> favorites of mine, like Judah Akabar, Spirited Away. Like, I, I, I totally, I follow you. Deep girl. Uh, ah, oh, Christ. <laughs> I, I, I no. Being Mary Jane, I just went in and out of everywhere. I was just, what? Man, this time yes. exhausted me, to be honest. Yes, yes. I'm okay. Gonna lie. I think. Oh, by the way, um, where I am, because, you know, I'm in, I'm in the eastern part of um, Nigeria. So during the lockdowns, we couldn't even, like, head out. We had to, like, my sister found a vendor, an online vendor who would, like, go, they would, like, um, so these vendors basically were liaising with, mar- like, farmers and market persons. So they could deliver, like, foodstuffs, like, to, to like, you. You understand what I mean? And I didn't know <laughs> And then I also do remember that there were lots of like charity drives organized by queer advocates, like Nigerian queer advocates. Yeah, like, I saw, I saw, I saw yeah, quite a number of that as well. So, it was so awesome because my mom donated like um, hand sanitizers from her like um, a herbal like care. Oh. So that was super cool. And oh yeah, that's true. Um, they did there's something of the sort in my well. Let's just say my mom is quite the giver. And w- my mom sells Gary. We sell Gary Jebel. Mm-hmm. A whole, the best a whole Gary in the world. Gary. Like, and, you know, there, there was some sort of thing that she decided to do. Um, and then there were, she bought eggs and Gary. And we literally gave out a bag of Gary. And it was more expensive because I don't know how they brought it into Lagos from Ijebu. Yeah. So it cost like, you know, 15k or 14k at the time, and she was like, "You know what? Southern we can hit first. Southern Western states were like hit first with COVID, so yeah, things were expensive moving out of those areas. True, it, it was crazy. And she was like, "You know what? We have food that we can eat, so let's just give this thing out. Like, even though it's supposed to be business and stuff, let's give it out. It's one way or the other, we'll get it back. There are people that don't have as much as we do. I mean, if we want to eat till." <laughs> July, yeah. we will survive. And there are people that literally need to go out every day mm. for 
survive and now they can't do any of that so like let's let's fill the space let's fill the gap for them at least a little let's do what we can and and that really you know sends a pretty good message to me because i mean i like to give and stuff but like that was just like i'm like ah okay now this mama bomb me through through even though she can be fucking annoying but all right (laughs) so that is so chill um okay so now things um the lockdowns have been lifted in many states i'm aware including like where you are at and now we just basically have like i think curfews you can't head out to work you just have to you know suit up literally and with your mat, yeah. gloves, you know, your hand sanitizers, your sanitizer. you keep uh, like you keep the distance, one meter, six feet, whatever, whatever. Now yeah. let's head over to like the new lessons on love segment since we've done our COVID nineteen like updates and everything. <laughs> ah, okay. Am I supposed to start? Yes, please start. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Um. Okay, so one of the things that I learned is fix you before you try to be with anybody. Hmm. Because you can't be fixing you and be trying to work things out with somebody that expects a fix to you. Hmm. Maybe not understand fixed you, but like they expect that. Mm-hmm. So and you really realize that to a very large extent. You're not okay. Not because you're toxic or whatever, but you just need to fix your life pretty much because if you're unhappy as a person, you'll be unhappy in a relationship. It is what it is. It sounds so simple, and there's but not, it's not an easy thing, really. It's not at all. And it took me a lot to figure it out because, to be very honest, I thought about my life today and I saw a pattern regarding love. Yeah? And... I'm like, Mo, you do this, you you do this and you do this and you do this and that's not good. That's not good. That's not good enough. Fix this shit. People should not come into your life and get hurt. You're an amazing person. They will go anywhere and say that you're kind and you're nice. And yeah, no problem. When it gets to, you know, knowing what you want for your life, for yourself, not even about the relationship. Like, I can't carry on with the relationship and you think I'm fine. But like, knowing what I want for but I'm not yeah, fine. But you, I'm I not know okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have my life. I mean, I know that not a lot of people have their life figured out. But like right now, there are certain things that I should have figured out that I don't have figured out. And so it doesn't make any sense to carry people along on that journey, knowing fully well that I will leave them on the journey. It's it's ridiculous. It also might have stemmed from mm-hmm. a lot of you know, rejection and just wanting people to be there for the main time, knowing that they will still leave or something, something. It also might have stemmed from some sort of stuff like that that I have not figured out or dealt with yet. But I know that I need to fix up. Yeah. Because if not, I will keep hurting people that expect a certain standard for the kind of person that they are dating or with the kind of person that they are dating. So that's one of the things that, and, and it's very personal it is very very personal um okay so i'm just gonna say one lesson that i like one new love lesson 
I think it just hit me you yeah. know, during the whole COVID, um, the lockdown era, because you know how we had to communicate, communicate change. You couldn't just head out. For me, who was kind of also, my relationship had morphed to more like a long distance um, yeah. partnership. You understand? So I was already sort of used to um, the long distance. The only difference was that there was now more time yeah. and more exhaustion on, on, like on hand. So I think one of the lessons that I learned was like love is different with everybody. Yeah. Like love itself, love itself is yeah. different with with everybody. What I mean by that is how you would how you would fall in love or be in love with one person mm-hmm. would be completely different from another person. And that doesn't make yeah. one type of love like invalid. And I think that's why I have problem with the concept of true love because that emphasizes one type of love and one type of some loves would be like you mm-hmm. know that intense intense meteor that hits the earth and other loves could just be like um um basically like a bird that think, is flying in the evening wind like it's just love is oh, sorry but i don't think and, that mm-hmm. invalidates true love it could be it could be true all the all those kind of loves could be true do you understand what i mean yeah. so if you feel so, but yeah, that's like my point. That's my point. Like people think like there's no, one way to like yeah. love. You understand? You, you see those tweets now. I'm looking for that love that is yeah. going to do describe one way of love, and I think that's not fair to the human like experience because we love differently. We like yeah, different yeah. persons. I mean, I, I, so yeah, I that was my lesson. Um, what else did I learn? Because yeah, I go on, to... go on, go on, go on, go oh, on. I'm yes, so sorry. Because having to do having to do with the breakup and also um exist in another partnership and have to like emotionally invest and be present just pointing out like those differences and I had to like I had to sit down and be like oh the fact that I'm having this particular experience and then mourning the end of you know, being out of love with another person or end of, even though I do love the person I care about them, and the end of that partnership just highlighted the differences and that made me realize oh, it's interesting how I'm the uh-huh. same person do you get, but I love I'm having an experience different of ways. in completely and different ways very, different persons are. that's very honest yeah, like mm-hmm, and it doesn't so yeah, and then that changes your expectations because when you fit the kind of love you're having with someone with who they are and who you are with them like it lets you be more like yeah. more compassionate and more honest and yeah and yeah and open to unlearn and like we learn like things yeah. but is it is it okay person. to say that if you experience a certain so, type of love with somebody you're not invalidating that love experience but you know that you don't ever want to have that kind of experience again is it okay to is it okay is that is is that valid like you know yeah. that this is what this love was it was great. It was intense. It was this. It was that, mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck it is that it was. Part of my French, but I don't. This step of yeah. love, I don't think I ever want to experience it again. Or is it more? Well, I think yeah. like that's fine. I think like that's fine. Okay, so I said we should never give away our agency as like persons. Because, like, if you say you don't want something, as long as it's not coming from a place of, like, bigoted bias, I yeah. think that that's fine. Do you understand what I mean? Like, I let, oh, no, since we're still talking about lessons, we'll share more lessons, and then I'll share other things that like, I observed along the way. So give me another okay, lesson. So I, I, I learned to be really honest right from the start. 
um, yeah. of whatever it is, be as honest as possible. Like, leave no stone unturned if possible. Be really, really honest. Um, because it allows for um, truthful conversations. And it also allows yeah. for um, on, on um, being able to express yourself without fear of being judged or yeah. being whatever what it, it is that a person might do. Just be honest. Um, I learned that because it's, it kind of like helped all like the relationships that, you know, have happened in, in this period. And mm. the moment I'm falling out of something or getting out of something, I'm being honest to myself first and then honest with the person involved. Yeah. This is what it is. This is what I feel. This is what's going on in my head. I feel like we should talk about it. I feel like this mm. is because, and then they know, because they will never know. It's very possible for a person to think that you're was in love with mm. them. Whereas you're just going with the flu. So yeah, if you're not honest yes. enough to like break Definitely. it down, or maybe you think that you might want to see somebody else or you might want to have sex with somebody else, you know, all of those things, let's be honest about it. If it's a relationship that is not going to allow it, your partner will say that they won't allow it. And that's about it. Either you leave the partner or figure out what to do with yourself. That doesn't involve cheating. Amen. Amen. Or, <laughs> or your partner is like, oh, okay. So who's this person? Is it just sex? Is it this? So like be able to have, be open-minded enough to have honest conversations. I also. Yeah. Okay. So yes. go on, go on, go I'm on. Sorry go on, go on, for go on. interrupting you. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say the other thing. Okay, so funny enough, I also have some lessons on communication, as you know. Hello. <laughs> I know, I know very well, Seth. So um, I think certain things, the way COVID-19 forced us to change our outlook on like physical contact um, and our experiences said- with physical contact, I think we can take yeah. some lessons on that. One of the things I did, like I did during the lockdown, was I had a lot of virtual karaoke mm. dates with um with some of my Twitter followers and stuff, and it was super cool and a fun thing to do. Is so, that, is that and I also had like virtual dates. Is that a love? What did lesson? you say? Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm getting to my love lesson. <laughs> and I also had. <laughs> <laughs> and I also had um such like dates with my partner. So I think like the coolest thing is oftentimes when we communicate how we feel or we explain certain actions, it's often good to update mm-hmm. the other person if there is yeah. a change. Because I realized your recent recent interest, like now that I'm out of the whole like um withdrawn to take care of myself emotionally and mentally phase and I'm like back and I'm over the heartbreak I'm beginning to notice the drastic changes in the mm-hmm. communication and um, on you know, on my partner's part which are things that I requested for when I needed like you know I needed mm-hmm. space and time for the heartbreak so now like we're updating like our expectations and our communication like okay now, I do so- want you to 
Okay, Sandra is like this now. Yeah, this is where I am. And I know it can be confusing, but the thing is we are human beings. There's always going to be change. Like it has to be consistent. So we also have to remember yeah. to update, like, um, uh, like you said, honestly communicate where we are at. And I think another important thing I learned from um, um, a particular, one of these particular lessons that of the vlogs that I watched and everything, but it was more on understanding emotions. She advised that you feel your feelings, right? Feel your emotions. We have a wide range of them. My feelings have no morals, but you have to remember like what is what is the goal you're going after? Have that at the back of your mind so you can respond to someone else's expression mm-hmm. of feelings not just react, yeah. you understand. So that's really helped me communication. So instead of just reacting based on like someone's like either like vocal or like passive communication, I can like really look look at it, look at myself. How do I feel in like and how do I, I respond yeah. in a way that serves my own goal? Yeah, I was know? about to so, say what you just said now because so it's one thing to communicate to communicate where you're at. And it's another thing to understand yeah. what the person you're communicating to is saying or communicating with is saying back at you. To 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 digest mm. and understand what they are saying back at you, because you to want yeah. to yeah. be on your own earth and just say what it is that you feel and whatever the heck it is and just drop epistles and shit and then the person is saying something and then you think that they're probably trying to attack you, you know, or whatnot, you know, and yeah. everything. And you're not exactly listening to what they're saying so that you can give a response. You're just reacting mm-hmm. to what they're saying, you know, and everything. So it's really important that while you're being honest mm-hmm. with your bloody self and your partner, consider that your partner too can be honest and you have to understand that this is where they are at and this is where yeah, def- def- definitely, definitely. I'm happy we both had yeah. that lesson. Okay, I think another lesson for me was if you feel like you're losing like for, like sexual desire in your partner, like video call them or like meet up with them. Sometimes you can be so mad by like their actions or some of their words and abstracts that I know this sounds vain as fuck. I can actually look know up. it. Like, <laughs> It works. I'm telling you, it works. Let me tell you something. It works. Just see them. I just see them. I just be like, okay, this is a physical representation of one of the reasons why I am with this person. Yeah, okay. Do you understand? Because I think sometimes we just get lost in like dealing with the adult part of life and we forget like all those really basic, cheesy, lustful aspects of like yeah. the relationship that you get. Because so yeah, I think that's that's just about it, man. Yeah. I mean, I think I I so, think yeah, I another lesson that, that you have um huh. polyamory is not for everybody. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so Definitely. even if you try to yeah. try, maybe you feel like you may be mm-hmm. able to. Don't go go on and call yourself polyamorous first. No, calm down. Try on a number of times. Uh, uh, try on a number of times first. Yeah, I'm with you. See if it works or not. See you in it. See what, you know, how you react to stuff. Understand, mm. like, can you really exist in this yeah. space and sphere of life? 
you go and put polyamory in your Twitter bio. Mm. I'll be polyamorous. <laughs> yeah, well, I've always said it. I've always said it. It's enough. We, we talk about polyamory, yeah, we like, occasionally. I even, like, back with other persons. And this period where I've had to deal with the, the heartbreak and also, like, also, mm-hmm. like, you know, existing my partnerships, my partnership, rather, has really given me another, like, yeah. another range of experiences. Do you understand? As a polyamorous person, it's unique for me because I've never been in that particular position. Like, so it's just really unique to see, oh, this is the range. This Absolutely. is what my heart can do, can't yeah. do. And I, you know, being able to show up self show up for somebody else that I love even though like I'm hurt and I have to exist in the same social space with the person that in a way like our actions you know fed off each other and like cost good of us hurt. It's I mean, I'm very interesting and very I said what I said because a lot of people can do that FYI I was that thing that people used to say on Twitter for your information I tried out polyamory yeah. and while yeah it worked in some mm-hmm. kind of way. It didn't work in some kind of way as well. Yeah. Um, so I can't exactly call myself yeah. polyamorous just yet. So maybe I'll try again. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But mm. I did learn how extended my heart can be. I did learn that it's actually really mm. possible to be with two people at the same time and love them perfectly, equally. It is possible. And you mm-hmm. and you love them in their individual capacities mm-hmm. and in the capacity of the relationship. And that is what it is. It is very possible. Yeah. Mm. That's really great. Really, really great. And, um, so, yeah, I think we've kind of, like, talked about romantic love extensively. Can we talk about, like, platonic love? Platonic love, ah, like, I talk, friendship. I, I must talk about that one because my queer friends really came through for me this period. Yeah. I love you, ah, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Ah, I cannot really mention names, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You feel like the COVID era has given you like a new perspective of like handling handling like friendship. Um. So, yes, actually. Um. For so I have different category of friends. Different of friends. Yeah. Um. And for yeah. some, we kind of spoke every other week. Mm-hmm. For some, we spoke every other month. For some, yeah. It would it was two massive Zoom calls that we kept on talking and talking and talking and just gisting and being happy with life. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 um it also met, met it also metamorphosed some relationships for me. So for certain people that I didn't know that we're ever going to be close or ever going to talk. And everything, we became really close. We constantly checked up on each other. You know, we were all dealing with 
different things at the time, you know, and we're just there for each other. I made new friends as well um, on Twitter, amazing friends to drop messages, check up, you know, and everything. And it was just really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, my colleagues, you know, in film as well. Like, so it was just a period where you really couldn't blame anybody. You can't have that. Why didn't you check up on me shit? Mm. Because fam, we, we all be dealing with shit. So like, if you feel like you need to check up on somebody, check up on somebody. Please don't blame it. So when anybody actually takes out time to say, oh, I just called to see how you're doing or I just called to check up on you or whatnot, I really appreciate them. I really say thank you. I really say thank you so much for like thinking to check up on me and all of this because could have just been dealing with your own life it's a lot you could have just been dealing with your own life and i mean i probably did not check up on you but you remember to check up on me because i'm dealing with my own life Mm. and i feel like it's important to carry this thing through to now that you know we're getting back into life if you really want to check up on somebody check up on them like don't do that thing like people are busy people have lives people are People are going through stuff. It doesn't have to be a pandemic for us to know that people are going through stuff or people are dealing with their own life or their own lives. So be there for friends. Be there for people. Check up on people as well. Just be there for them. People will show up for you too as well. I had a lot of people that whenever my friend's friend, like friend, friend before pandemic and they kind of like stood, they would check up, they would call, they would say, oh, mm-hmm. hope you're good, hope you're okay. I've been offline and I logged on to my Twitter like um, this evening and I had DMs. You've not been, you've not been on, online. Are you okay? Are you fine? You know, oh, not. So yeah. my platonic relationships have actually grown. Yeah. Blossom. They've grown, they've yeah. become better. They've, I mean, and especially when you couldn't exactly, I mean, I have friends that I could just, get into a cab and go see but i couldn't do any of those and i was having a really bad time but some way somehow i'll call and you know there's just some type of way they'll cheer me up we'll laugh we'll smile and you know at least we can move on for another one day or two days with that conversation and some standing so yeah i mean i think my platonic relationships really did pretty great yeah well that's so cool, really. I mean, because I not, uh, already, you know, I really prioritize yeah. platonic, like, my platonic relationships. I highly place them. So, but funniest thing is because I had to do a lot. Like, I'm this kind of person that when I want to deal with stuff, I work, like, being alone, both physically yeah. and alone romantically or emotionally works for me because I can center myself and focus a lot of, like, my energy Instead of being, because I take a lot of emotional responsibility for other persons. I'm that friend that a lot of people share stuff with. I'm like the supportive friend. Mm-hmm. So I needed, needed that. I needed that space, yeah. you know, dealing with like everything. And I, I figured was out doing. actually. And I think we could. I figured it out because yeah, that, that, that you needed okay. like personal time. So you know, occasionally I just say, "Hope you're good. Hi there." Hope you're all right. Okay. And then, and then, I'll... yeah, exactly. So that was, I think that was the cool thing for me. It was that the few people that I communicated, oh, I'm dealing with this, I, I need that time. And I was like, oh, take time to um, take care of yourself. And they actually yeah. meant that. So the normal, like, um, pressure, the normal, like, 
responsibilities they would assign to me. They didn't do that. And I mm-hmm. really appreciated that. So I had friends just checking in for checking in sake, like, are you good? Are you okay? And I basically was just focusing most of my interactions on, you know, check-ins, then would have updates, video calls, mm-hmm. you know, video call, video call, and um, what's up, what's popping, are you good? then if it was a thing where i needed to like offer like financial support even if i couldn't be there emotionally i would like i did that instead which you know it's really a privilege to be able to because times were just really like really really tough um during the lockdown era you know what i mean and then um and then um also i think that was interesting for me is not just like putting your mouth where mm-hmm. your money is right like let your actions yeah. match your work yeah. as a friend if you even if you notice that okay this and this is what my friend like says they need and it's, it even goes against like how the relationship has functioned for a while but you see you a relationship is about yeah. persons right so you know that this is what this person said to me. you should follow up you should not just say oh i'm going to do it or you should follow up and I think that was one thing I, I genuinely really appreciated which was useful because that with the little energy I had I could focus on myself and then my, yeah. my, my partner I was staying with my sister so my sister in as much as I grumbled a lot about having you did like, grumble a, a lot I, appreciate I feel like you should, should follow flog you at some point but I mean as by a and I should know fit but like ah uh-uh. ah like oh my god, yeah. I so need my soul. I need my soul. I'm like, I want to be alone. I want to be alone. I want to be alone. I need my space. I was just looking at my... you. Next thing you see, tweet. <laughs> uh, my sister and I were cooking one thing. They just delivered one thing to us. They uh, shield. See this woman being. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and I do remember the evening she asked me, "Oh, um, should I turn off the lights?" And I was like, "No, don't turn off the lights." And I just realized, "Oh, I'm after my breakup phone <laughs> guy," because I could not stand light. Like when I was, oh no, I was a mess anyway. So yeah, I, oh, and apart from that, um, I think another lesson that I learned in relation to like um, platonic love is, oftentimes we would need to when we are when we are with when we are with when we are friends with a network of persons, mm-hmm. right? There comes a time when we need to prioritize certain persons based on circumstances. Yeah, like, I completely agree. I think it's always good to remember. I think it's always good to remember when we are prioritizing other people, we should remember um the well being of yeah. other persons. And we shouldn't just say, Oh, this person is strong, so they will cope. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't just like no, erode boundaries. True. Sometimes you can never give con like you can never give context for certain actions. And that's life. I mean, life doesn't always explain things to us, it just happens. So as such, when we are trying to like prioritize another friend over a particular friend in a network of friends, we should have that at the back of our mind that we should not put another person like under the bus or we should not like expose them to certain things because we think they yeah. can't hope. I it hasn't been easy for me because I mean I'm friends with like persons who know each person, but that's one lesson I've learned. It hasn't it's not always an easy thing to um yeah. do that. But I think we could all try. Yeah. To get like I think we could all try. So each mm-hmm. uh, each each and every every of your friends be like safe, you know, with you pretty much yeah. like yeah. I mean that's 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 it. Oh yeah, and then um, I think another thing to add in relation to like um, friendship and love and community, 
we oftentimes would see a person we loved in a in in a relationship or a friend we love in a relationship or a situationship that is not healthy for them. Huh. I've been I've I know I've tweeted a lot about like how to be that friend of the person who is you know who is a a victim of like an abusive relationship or who is in an abusive yeah. relationship. And one thing I always tell people is you need to always remember that their reality is very different from the reality that you exist in and you try to like pull them up. So it's always important to remind them that this is actually what reality is. You're not powerless. You're not stupid. You're, you don't deserve to be abused. Like you're all these positive things. This is what's wrong. I mean, sometimes they may never want to hear it, but always reminding them of like the reality outside the one that the abuser has created oftentimes eventually may take a long time gives them the strength to like reevaluate and like leave leave that relationship so um so yeah i think i think i was like important to mention yeah yes i feel like this uh, this is going to be our longest episode ever because i mean people are getting but we are coming back no but no but people are getting march april may and june in one podcast and i have an audition um that i have to be a part of mm-hmm. um tomorrow i don't know when you want to listen to this so sorry to you people but yeah tomorrow Sha, the day after the day that we recorded this podcast that's my one anyways yeah so <laughs> so yeah i have an audition to attend i'm gonna be <laughs> a part of a quick film that is in the works um yeah oh that's so great that's so great i'm so excited for pride month because i've also done like an interview that talked about like content and sexual violence like rape content rape um and the experience of lgbtqi um a persons in nigeria and i'm really excited for the publication of that because i think i tried (laughs) i did share with another like um Another queer feminist, like, and she was like, Oh, this is totally late. Um, I really hope it's late, you know. But you're very late, like, there's nothing you do that's not late. So, like, I mean, what are we talking about? Thank you. I've not written you, don't want to know what that felt like when I wrote like this script that I've been been writing (laughs) since forever. Jesus, I have to call Jesus, yes, Jesus. Sorry, mm-hmm. people that don't believe in Jesus, but I have to call Jesus again. Jesus, ha! Damn, I wrote. I wrote like yeah. yeah. Um, so I was thinking we should wrap up. I think the episode we, we, we really should wrap up a recording to post to people to listen to. So I mean, thank you yeah. everyone. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. To the very um, end. <laughs> <laughs> questions can be dropped in the comment section. I believe that's what we do, yeah? Um, yeah. Definitely, you can tweet at us. Most definitely. Yes, you can tweet at us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Um, we're, we're going back to um, a new world. We need to keep grinding. We need to continue doing, you know, great stuff. It's going to be new ways of navigating, you know, through everything that, that's going on with us let's keep using our face masks and sanitizers washing hands regularly let's be safe let's keep other people safe 
by staying okay. safe by ourselves. Um, let's adhere to curfews. Let's, you know, let's just live safely for the sake of yeah. ourselves and for the sake of others. More basically, I said it all. I think um, basically, so we can be way like better versions of ourselves in our relationships and our communities. I think it's also important to remember that now is the best time to look at the policymakers in our countries on issues that are passionate yeah. about public health, women's rights, um, LGBTI yeah. rights. Um, yeah. These are yeah, these are really the times to put our hands down because seeing the effect of living in a world that actually can accommodate so many things that we desire but just hasn't makes us dismantle our ideals of power and also check the structures of power that currently exists and i think that's one of my favorite things about this covid era has been the exposure of all of this and how it has you know to look like um, this to dismantle and to reform like where necessary for both that's what i will encourage everybody right now too and not just be performative don't be it's pride month don't be a performative ally like actually do the work read up you know listen to people donate be present yeah be anti-homophobic just support yeah. us fight against the homophobia that is out yes. there and, and also yeah. sexual violence i mean against women in Nigeria. that's another yeah. important thing so yeah um thank you guys thank so you much. so much for listening bye bye people thank you <laughs>